I'm thinking we need like some intro music or something, some royalty free, like crisp and clean intro music. I was thinking more along the lines of like Alan Walker faded. Who is Alan Walker? Like, is that Uh, like Paul Walker? No, no. It's like Paul Walker's estranged twin brother, the one that went to EDM. Isn't, Isn't Paul Walker? The, he's a Fast and Furious guy, right? He's like uh, no, Fast no, and no, and, and Flames, right? N- no, you're thinking of the wrong franchise. I think he was from Mission Impossible. Oh, that's Tom Cruise. No, no, he's he's a guy, the tall guy, with, like the muscle guy, the guy from who the plays muscle- Luther oh, from the from the newest one from uh, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise. Yeah, 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 that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, that's my, my favorite, favorite one of the the seven, the seventeen Tom Cruises. Um, Say what you want; he, he has good running form. He really does. I have to, I have to give him that. Whenever if I anything. run, my my body fails. Well, me. I I've noticed. <laughs> I'm running till my body fails me. I I like um, try and run to do that, and then I I just can't. Collapse. So our 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 repeat listeners, our you know, our biggest fans, may have noticed that I'm sounding a little more crisp, a little more clean, a little more high quality in terms of audio. Have you He's noticed? He's got his gamer mic. You have your gamer I've mic. I've got my gamer mic. You know, this is like professional stuff we're doing here, you know? This isn't like we're not messing around, right? Like it, it's pretty clear to me that we're doing this. We're doing this to make money, right? We're in it to win it. We're, We're not making any it, yet, like it. but uh, give it give it Why a not? little while. We haven't lost money though, so I think we're okay. I think I think so. I mean, I might have like put first. out a loan in your name, a business loan. Yeah, in my name. <laughs> yeah, checked your credit score lately. Yeah, it dropped like it's negative right now. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Oh yeah, that might be the loan. Uh, they sent me a little like cool little letter saying, uh, "Pay us pay money us or or else." Yeah, you might get the good thing couple, about you might get here, some burly you know men. Here's a financial tip for you, okay? So if you go to a loan shark, it doesn't affect your credit score. So borrow as much as you want at whatever interest rate you want. Doesn't matter if you don't pay it back because you know your credit score in the day, you're still sitting at a solid five oh four. Like, all right. I, I heard that like it's better if you just like go to a bank and just like walk into the vault and I, take money. Yeah, they usually let you do that if you ask like nicely. Yeah, sometimes like you can get a cool, a cool little metal metal stick that helps you out a little. Yeah, that's like the little fun stick. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's fun stick. So it's like, like, oh, baton, give me right? money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta wave it around a bit. It's like a magic wand at that point. It's right? kind of like, like it looks a bit like a money. banana. Looks a bit like a banana. <laughs> what? What? The fun what stick. It looks like a, a boomerang? A, a boomerang? All right, moving on. <laughs> um, big news. You want to give the big news to the audience? Uh, I, I do. Unless um, they're listening on the platform itself. But what's the big news? Uh, we're finally on Spotify. Finally. Only took me we're like... on Spotify two weeks that's like amazing we're like a 
equivalent to to Drake because he's on Spotify. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Put the two of us together, our skin tones balance out. Right, we're like the same as her. We're like the Eminem of Spotify podcasters. Do you think like the parts of her body you can't see are like pale? <laughs> like here's the thing. I saw a little bit like, of Sam like, and Cat. She was pretty pale. And like Yeah, like what color her are like oh god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret <laughs> So you're saying like, it's like a color farmer's are, what, tan? What color are her feet? <laughs> oh. I'm gonna I regret saying that already. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say we should probably just like stop right there, stop I think right we're gonna, there. Yeah, cut our losses. But um, but we're on Spotify. Um, on Spotify, uh, some same, misadventures, same name, mostly mediocre podcast. Oh, you know, you know what we forgot to do last time? Actually, we didn't introduce ourselves, so we're gonna. Oh, oh. Hi, welcome. I'm Henry. Hi, welcome. I'm Yash. Welcome Which Henry to cannot mostly... pronounce right. Fool. Welcome to yeah. the mostly, <laughs> mostly mediocre, mediocre podcast. podcast. Mostly mediocre podcast. Because we're we're, mo- we're mostly just okay. Well, we know we're our place. Subpar. Yeah, we're like b- a little bit below average. So yeah, but it's you like... know, someone's got to be below average to make that average what it is. So you can thank us but... later. That is true. That's that how averages true. work. Is it though? Yeah, well, I mean, if you have an average, like half the stuff has to be on one side and half half has to be the other side, right? That's a percentile. No, it's how averages work. It's well, the arithmetic mean. I don't want to say I I'm I wouldn't want to well, say I'm the best math student, but Well, I don't think I mean Listen, I took a second year statistics course, so I might as well be the next, you know, name in statistics that I can't think of because they're not really memorable people. Well, I could have talked about some cool statistical maps, but uh, going back to averages. It's just a bell curve. A bell curve? It's in the middle, and then half the data is on the left, half is on the right, and the standard deviation tells you the spread right there. You know what a bell curve kind of looks like? A bell? A camel's hump. You know what day is today? Right now, actually. Uh, hump day. It is Wednesday. It's hump day. It is Wednesday hump day. 9.58 p.m. podcast will be going out on either today or, or tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. Not Hopefully hump tonight because we haven't, we haven't uploaded in uh, how long? Three weeks, I think. Three weeks. Uh, not my fault. Not my fault. We're on a hiatus. It's, no, it's, it's my. It was our. You know, no, creative. it was we my were, we fault. Were, we were creatively bankrupt, so we need to recharge. Recharge. And today we've got quite the show for you guys. I think quite the. Still gonna be a little improv, you know, as is our repertoire, as is our modus operandi. We we still talk our over MO. each other a little. Our, our MO. MO, as the police might say. Our MO. And saying. you know who else has an MO? Tell me. Who's got an MO? Serial killers. Oh, Because they, 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 they kill again, and they have a, a modus operandi for their killings. That's right. So, I think, Yash, Yash, I think you should introduce your bit for today. Well, uh, I, I introduced last time. 
you're the, you're but this the is your this is crime. your bit. I wouldn't want to listen. I wouldn't want to rob you of the opportunity to introduce you something you've been talking about for over a year now. For over a year. All right. I think it's been over. I think it's been like a year now. Well, no, we were, me, it was December, I'd say. Well, still a while. Six months. Feels like forever. Yeah, six months. And for me to take that from you, that's just cruel. That is cruel. So, so I, I guess I'll introduce the take bit. It away. Take, I'm taking it away. So originally, as we mentioned, this podcast was meant for as a birthday present to one of our dear friends. The friend of ours uh, really enjoyed true crime. And here's the thing. True crime's cool and all. People like killing people. People like hearing about people killing people. But the fact of the matter is, there's already so many true crime podcasts out there. So I, I got I got the gears turning, lying in bed, getting the gears turning, getting those hamsters, putting them to work. And uh, I've come up with the perfect, most unique true crime podcast idea to date. Drum roll for me, Henry. Okay, that's enough. Um, maybe a bit less uh, war drummy, but um, true crime high. <laughs> oh, yeah. True crime high. True so, crime high. High is in high school. High school, because it's a high school for true crime. Kind of like no. High School Musical. The entire idea is, well, a lot of high school, teen high school movies have tropes and similar to mo's tropes kind of let you categorize different groups of people so true crime high is going to be our serial killer high school it might be a recurring bit it might be a one-off bit but what henry and i are going to do today is we're going to take a serial killer each tell you about them and then say what who they'd be in our stereotypical high school yeah that's great so i'm actually really excited I've, I've always been a little a little hesitant and against this bit because i thought it was kind of stupid when i first heard it but it's kind of grown on me and now that i've done some research and sort of gotten into it i realized that yush he's got it right you know because you know look at the podcast market for all this true crime stuff. You know, I listen to a couple. There's so many more. And they're all the same. It's just two people talking into a microphone. About the facts. And maybe they're laughing. Maybe they're not. You know, I'm tired of it. It's all been done before. Who needs facts? we're going to do something different. Who needs facts? When we've got a little bit of, a little bit of humor. A little bit of situational comedy. You know, we're going to get into it. And I think this is, as he said, a truly original idea. So, um, how should we jump into it? Um, I guess we could start with uh, your serial killer first. We can. Uh, okay. We can first just say, uh, like a little bit of an argument format. You can say like who it, who they are, and then okay, say what you think I they'd think be in your high I'm gonna school? set up should I say who I think they'd be in high school first after yeah. their name and like or should I like 
Okay, and then I'll justify it. Yeah. Yeah, because like if they uh, if they have like their listeners haven't heard of who you're talking about, they can kind of like okay. let, get some thinking a little. What could they have done? Let me set. Okay, I'll set the scene. All right. It's 1982, just outside of Sea Attack, Washington, and a body has turned up in the Green River. And thus starts the saga for the next 16-ish years of the Green River killings. Yeah, today we're talking about the Green River Killer, Gary leon ridgeway born 1949 okay now mr ridgeway the killer of the green river has in american serial killing history the highest convicted kill count at 49 convicted murders but confessed to 71 and because of this high body count commitment to the sport Gary Leon Ridgeway has earned the title of True Crime High's jock what sport football football this is a stereo- it is a stereotypical he, high school he's all american he's all american right varsity varsity wow oh, he's the captain right he's best in class okay best in class some might say so, you were best no. in class What's your kill well, count, Henry? Kill count? <laughs> kill count. Can't disclose that on the internet. Ah. Wouldn't want to incriminate. No, it's, it's 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 zero. It's zero. Zero Confirm. Zero people. People. Oh, no. Oh. Zero people. It's Moving on. This. Um <laughs> So, yeah, the Green River is a river in uh in Washington where Gary call him Garrett Garrett Gare Bear what should we call him Gare Bear I like Gare Bear what kind of Gare Bear uh so Gare Bear that's where he put most of his bodies right or a lot of them he would just dump them in the river on the banks and woods around the area and he was pretty good about it you know he never left any DNA evidence right Oh, he, well, he did, but they didn't find it till later because they didn't have DNA till 01, 2001. But he would knowingly plant uh, evidence on the crime scenes that would point away from him. So Gary Gerber, he didn't, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't smoke, and he didn't chew gum, but he would leave, uh, you know, burnt cigarettes. And chewed gum at the scene of the crime as a sort of misdirection. And now that's the sort of deke. And the kind Wait, of Henry, uh, you kind of cut out that a little we bit. need. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, the audio should be good on Yikes. my end. Okay, yeah, what? true, true. Uh, so, no problem. Okay. Okay, no worries. Um, no. Carry on. A little technical. To... We'll, we'll, we'll get that in post. We'll get that in post. We'll get it in post. So, you know, it's this sort of commitment to the game uh, and the sport that Gary Leon Ridgway was exemplifying here that makes him the jock because, you know, he's best in class. He's the guy, you know. He's the one you can rely on to get that touchdown, that slam dunk. Other sport terminology. 
a, a goal is there like a fun way to say a goal in soccer uh i don't Bar think down. soccer is fun, fun period soccer is just for europeans right or um, football no it's all american ah true so now, you don't like other people earlier yeah what what <laughs> no 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 yeah so basically uh let's talk about gary's mo and so what he what he would do is he would mostly he'd pick up uh prostitutes and and young drifters as they were uh and then strangle them and like then scranton gary, City strangler the scranton strangler in yeah. a way, I don't think he, I don't think the Scrant did the Scranton Strangler kill anyone, or did he just kind of? I actually them? haven't seen The Office, so. Oh okay, so just gonna talk out your ass right now. Is that what's going on here? Oh, well, I've seen like Office highlights, and I've heard the Scranton Strangler. Ridiculous. Oh. Um, and now what makes Gary great? Um, from a terrible, awful perspective, and awful from a normal perspective. Was that he would return to the grave sites to have sex with the bodies? Just like another all American classic, Mr. Theodore Bundy. Big into the necrophilia there. Uh, now, any questions so far? Or comments about Mr. Ridgeway? Now, I found it I found it pretty interesting how he'd uh just like burn out some cigarettes and leave some gum and stuff that you were saying. Uh, yeah. So so you said he's killed 49 people? Confirmed. Uh, yeah, he was, over... he was convicted of 49. Convicted of 49. Over about, yeah, from 1982 to at least 2001, but probably within that time period, yeah. But he confessed up to, to up to 71, and then some researchers believe, you know, it might have been even more. You know, so... day by day, these stats keep going up, you know? That's the kind of... Pumping those numbers up. Pumping those numbers. Um, so, 49 confirmed killings over 16 years, and this only happened in Green River. Uh, around the area. Yeah, around the so area. he was based out of Washington what? State. Mm-hmm. Washington State? Yeah, it's a pretty it's a big state, right? Yeah. As most states are out in the West. Um... But yeah, he would he would sort of move around. He was pretty good about where he would take the bodies, uh, and source the people from. So yeah. Tacoma, around Seattle, a place called Seatech. Um, he was pretty creative, you it's know. Once creative. again, exemplifying his knowledge of the game, right? So, are you, you saying that even though he's a jock, he might not only be there on like a he might not only be getting a sports scholarship. He's pretty intellectual oh no 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 not at all not at all gary ridgeway was dumb as was dumber than a box of rocks oh okay so he's a, he's now, dumb let me jock tell you all why. the way through oh yeah he's the stereotypical dumb jock but you know he's good at what he does so kind of like a chad kind of like the chad but as a dumb jock is good at football gary ridgeway was good at killing um Mm-hmm. It said his IQ was recorded as the low 80s. Oh. So, 
for example, <laughs> the average IQ is a hundred. What's your IQ, Henry? Uh, it, mine? Oh, I think it's like a fourteen. Yours? Um, fourteen. Last time I checked. Oh, I took you a beat test me. Online. Yeah, fourteen. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. I mean, lower the number, the better, like right? It, the lower, yeah, because it, it's like a the logarithmic scale, right? So percentiles, yeah. I'm, I'm in the first percentile. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, basically, like a low eighty. You know, that's that's two uh, standard deviations down, which is like pretty a pretty big jump. You know, that's like less than like i think it's like five percent of the population is in that area right so he is in like the lowest five percent of intellect no that's impressive below that that's impressive and he still managed to do this he had the longest uninterrupted run in american history i think pretty much no one else went as long as this guy did you know you know he got in there he was intelligent you know he didn't overstretch himself took his time it's calculated, meticulous, right? And that's what you want to see from your star player, right? So you want to see consistency. So, you know, if this guy's at true crime highs, you know, he's obviously, he's the opening guy, right? But he knows, you know, when to put his eggs in the basket, you know? If, if they're up, you know, 15 points at halftime, you know, he's not going to work as hard because he knows that you got that game in the bag, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's in kind it for of, the sport, you know, He's in it for the sport, right? The he art. really cares about the sport. Um, he was now, quoted the as saying that killing was his career. Killing is his career. Yeah. I mean, he, I'd say and you just don't job. get that kind of dedication anymore. You don't get that these good. days. Thankfully. Th- well, uh, yeah, thankfully. I was thankfully. still thinking from the we're, football we're th- perspective. Like, oh, yes. No. Yeah. What were you about to say? Well, I was gonna say, like we we've said that he's consistent. He's very consistent in the in the way he kills. He did it for mm-hmm. over sixteen years. Um, now my question is, what's what happened to make him get caught? Because we're thinking about this, this is in like a stereotypical like eighties like high school coming of age story. Something always happens to like the the dumb jock. Something happens to him. Now I've got the perfect analogy. So, imagine the jock throughout his whole high school. Maybe he graduates to true crime uni, right? Goes out of state, studies at a big state school. But Mm -hmm. he's been doping this whole time, right? He's been doping. Let's just say he's been doping. Our, Our hypothetical football star. But they didn't have the technology to test if he was doping. So he just got away with it. But then one day... You know, they always thought he did, but they never caught him in the act, right? So they couldn't they couldn't uh-huh. prove anything. But one day, they get the test. They get a test that works and can prove that someone has been doping. And that's exactly what happened to Mr. Ridgeway, Mr. Green River, Mr. Killer. DNA tests became prevalent. They compared it, and it was a match. So what so you're saying is he was that, born in the wrong generation. Yeah, pretty much. I believe that if if uh, you know if these DNA tests were delayed another ten years, 
he would have kept going. And he would have probably not been caught. Hmm. You know, he went 16 years with no problem. So what's another 16? His career was ruined. Yeah, it was, honestly. You know, no. don't place your bets on this guy. You know, he was a, a sure bet. But, you know, things change. Things happen, right? Things do you happen. You switch it up sometimes. So... Let's talk about, you know, his, his family life, Nor, because to his family members, at least his son, he was a pretty normal guy, right? He held a steady job at a, a truck shop, uh, just painting the trucks and cars for, I think, over 20 years, you know? He was consistent, never late, he was nice, he was punctual, because that's the kind of guy, you know, that's the kind of dedication you want to the job, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's that seems like that's someone I'd hire. Nice, consistent. Yeah. A consistent worker, working. you know? Absolutely. So, he like, had three. That's impressive. Now, Mr. Ridgway actually went to Vietnam. Because being born in 1949, yeah, he was a, he, he saw combat there. Uh, he got gonorrhea there. Uh, oh. Lots of fun things, yeah. Well. Yeah. So he's a, he pined while he was in Vietnam. Yeah, he probably had sex with a lot of prostitutes, ah. um, which gave him the gonorrhea and maybe a little bit of disdain towards those uh, wonderful women. Wonderful woman. Yeah. So. Wait. So. Now, he started killing after Vietnam. Well. That we know of, I, I can't. I don't, we don't know if he killed uh, in Vietnam. It's possible, but I don't think there's any major evidence to tie him towards that. So, okay, we'll have to go off what we know, right? Because it seems to me like you're saying that him getting gonorrhea is the reason why he snapped. Uh, no, no. His his mother and father were pretty awful. Uh-huh. Um, he would often uh, pee the bed. Which is a pretty much a major sign that a person will. It's one of the key signs, as some criminologists might tell you, that that person will become a serial killer. Uh, typically, mutilating small animals. Check. <laughs> uh, peeing the bed. Check. And uh, had trauma as a child. Check. Oh. Uh, that that person will. Not that they'll necessarily become a serial killer, but that's those three characteristics are often exhibited by most serial killers. So maybe it's not a causal thing, but it's certainly prevalent and occurs more than a fluke would tell you. So let's just say this. Um... Although obviously he's he's the dumb jock, he's a little bit of a star in high school in the, in our high school scenario. Since he peed the bed a lot, we can we can try and say that like maybe he was at a party, had too much to drink, pissed his pants. Absolutely, we've all been I, there. I think. Well, I'm I'm not sure about that one. I don't think I pissed there? my pants. You've never pissed your pants. No. Okay. Well, I feel like it's hard to piss your pants. I think you could, no, well, maybe. Is it? I mean, do you want to try right now? Yeah, th- all right, ready? 
um, and I've got here. I'm, I'll let you get into. Oh, I'm gonna wrap up my my part pretty soon. I'll let you get into the wonderful man you have planned yeah. for True Crime High. Um, so just one. I was gonna say originally yeah. we were gonna phone a friend, but I'm not quite sure if any everyone we'd call would know gary ridgeway that well yeah it's a tough it's a tough one maybe we'll uh maybe we can uh describe him we we can get it in the next episode we'll call him up get him to watch the episode for next week call him first thing first thing first thing say hey checking in last week it's all about continuity right so people want i know for whoever i've chosen he's iconic enough that anyone i call would know Anyone? Would Absolutely. Know. Anyone. You finish I up. know. I okay. you do so, know. Idolize. Now you. we know that between the jocks in high school, there's always a little bit of friendly competition, right? You know, mm-hmm. everyone yeah. wants to be the star player, best on the team. They're all gonna work hard, right, to get there. What happens? You know, if you're put on the bench by the coach, right? What are you gonna do? How are you gonna? How are you going to be the best player on the bench, right? You got to sabotage the guy on the field. And so a true crime high, one of our bench warmers, who, you know, used to be a star player, but maybe something he slipped up, you know, tore something. ACL. You know, maybe an ACL tear. Let's call it that. He wanted to, to get Ridgeway off the field. And, of course, I'm talking our bench warmer. Theodore Bundy. Theodore yeah. Bundy. The- Ted Bundy. Uh, so Mr. Ridgway was such a star player and a prolific serial killer that Ted Bundy's ego just couldn't take it. On the bench, he's looking out and he's saying, you know, I can't let this guy beat me, right? I can't let this mm-hmm. guy get those numbers past mine, you know, because I can't play right now. You know, I'm sitting here on the bench, torn ACL, <laughs> shattered ribcage. My foot's broken, right? Maybe a little bit of arm I gotta, damage. I got to stop this guy, right? Yeah. You know, his brain's oozing out of his ears. I got to stop this guy. And so Ted Bundy actually helped the feds make a profile on Ridgeway and try and figure out how to catch him. And Ted Bundy's advice from one star player, one necrophiliac to another, he said, Find a fresh body site, stake it out, and Ridgeway will come to you. So what you're saying is, one, Ted Bundy, Benchwarmer, is a snitch, and two, Absolutely. He, he provided evidence that our good friend, Ridgeway, was doping to win the championship. Pretty is much. Is that what you're telling me right now? You know, what an guy, asshole. He caught... He cost his team the game. Because he the couldn't game. stand to see someone else in the hot seat, right? Yeah. It's basically that, that what we're looking at, right? Me. Yeah. So, and then, you know, but, you know, Ridgeway, I'll give you a little, a little example here. Ridgeway was a, someone once saw uh, a woman who was later found dead get into Ridgeway's truck one night. And when the police, who, the Green River Task Force, which was, you know, 
designed and created to find the Green River Killer, one of their major suspects was Ridgeway, right? You might even mm-hmm. call these the uh, campus recruiters, right? Campus but, recruiters. But, you know, maybe. Just trying to go with the analogy, you know? But, you know, they go to Ridgeway's house and they say, Mr. Ridgeway, you know. Hello. Have you seen this woman? You know what he said? No. And that was it. Stone cold. Stone cold. Alpha as fuck. Stone cold. Yeah. But, you know, know DNA. Until they got him. They caught him doping, put him away. And, you know, topically, actually. Made piss in a jar. He's still in prison, right? He's still alive. He's still alive? Yeah, he's getting old. He's probably probably 81-ish right now. I mean, he's not getting released, though. Oh, no, he's he's serving uh, 49 consecutive life sentences. So, no. Oh, but, I'm looking at you know, a photo he, want, of he asked for it. Because based on the uh, the coronavirus stuff going on right now, you know, they're trying to let out some some certain offenders. And he was like, hey, let me out. And they said, haha, no. <laughs> Which, you know, the coach wouldn't let him out, you know? Coach wouldn't let yeah, him off the bench anymore. Yeah. Well, Bundy, Bundy's dead, but, you know, he's a bench warmer. And now Ridgeway's a bench warmer, too. And thus ends the uh, the Stone Cold Jock saga of Gary Ridgeway. His fall from grace. He went from really top was. of the cast all the way to the he bottom. Won. But, you know, he, he's kind of held that title, though. He still is terms of numbers likely america's number one serial killer behind you of course well i'm not american oh sorry so. sorry i wasn't gonna say that yeah um, or by the border uh, you should probably remove that in post a little it's uh yeah, fair use. um gary ridgeway that was enlightening yeah it's interesting well oh the guy Continuing on this high school analogy, my my uh, serial killer, very cool guy. You've probably heard of him. He is the person yeah. who's inspired Tech Chainsaw Massacre, Psycho, and uh, some other movie that I don't know. Some Remember off the top of my head. But we're talking about good old Edward Theodore. Gein. We got another Theodore out Mr. here. Mr. Gein. His middle name's Theodore? Yeah, it's Theodore. I didn't oh. know that before. Yeah. Like the chipmunk. The Ed, Eddie, the Mad Butcher, the Plainfield Ghoul, Eddie? the Plainfield Butcher, oh, yeah. the Butcher of Plainfield. Now, did you do any reading about Plainfield? Uh, well... I did some... Actually, before we go in, I'll just say what Ed Gein is. Ed Gein, yeah. in our stereotypical high school, he's a shop teacher. Wood shop teacher mm-hmm. helps make some nice furniture, uh, yeah. making some good stuff for home. Very creative guy. Very good with his hands. Bit shy, bit shy, but... Um, bit shy, you know. He, he gets around, he talks, he has he has uh, acquaintances and friends. He's friends uh, with high schoolers. Yeah, they're 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 fairly young, though. Not many friends yeah. his age, but he's seen as a nice no, guy. Not many friends in general, though. 
Well, yeah, more more with acquaintances. Not too good with the ladies, am I right? No, and we'll get into why. No, but who who is right? <laughs> Each shouldn't die, cuffed people. Hey, Charlie oh. has demonetized. No, true. Factual. Don't worry, we're not monetized to begin with, so. But uh, going going back to your question about if I've read about Plainfield, the way that I've read about Plainfield and seen it described in text and from some other sources that I researched from, it's it's kind of described as like that stereotypical, like country town. There's nothing remarkable mm. about it. Nothing now, to put it on the map. From it's it's he's in Wisconsin, right? Yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. But the so, thing about like him yeah. and being from Plainfield, I think it's like important to note that Ed Gein didn't actually live inside Plainfield. He lived on a farm that was like quite far outside of town. Mm, yeah, on top of the hill, right? The farmhouse? Yeah, yeah. So mm. he wasn't really in Plainfield to, per se. But... If we're going to go from this high, this high school analogy, the way that I'm going to describe it is are the high schools pretty small, um, but there's one thing it's excelled in, and that's in winning uh, like winning some competitions. So a lot of the uh, our, our Edward Gein, our shop teacher, he's very accredited. He's won many awards for his magnificent work in... Uh, in woodshop and he's really been there putting the high school like in the news putting it on the map because like i said plainfield no one's heard of it wisconsin where i don't even know where wisconsin is let alone plainfield i could you point a gun to my head say point out wisconsin on this map kaboom like it's over (laughs) i'd probably point out ohio connecticut that's connecticut and ohio are nowhere kentucky I meant to say Kentucky. I think Wisconsin's like it's it's near it's near Illinois. Ill, Ill, no, it's near <laughs> Illinois and yeah. like Dakota and Minnesota and all those other places where like fifteen people live. Apologies to our viewers, of course, from Minnesota, Wisconsin, and all those places where fifteen people live. Yeah, but um, here's the thing. Unlike Gary Ridgway, who you said has killed, he has, what was it, 39 confirmed kills? 49 up, convicted. 49, con, 49 convicted, up to 71 confessed. And here's the thing. Ed Gein is only known to have killed two people. But it's not the killings that really put him out there. Just like no, Gary Ridgway no, no. said was intelligent for like the way he he carried out his crimes ed gein he's known for doing something else with the bodies and as it might have been alluded to by the him being the shop teacher what ed gein would do is he'd he'd take the bodies and he'd make furniture out of them little accessories oh. furniture furniture now well, more than furniture too right and and we'll get into that but um yeah. ed gein um I think it was, uh, I can't remember exactly. I think it was on the radio and TV at the time. There's a lot of true crime 
true crime was in in the newspapers and in text media and our little yeah. edward dean he he was very well, give us a uh, give us a timeline interested by all these uh i think that well he was he was like very interested throughout his entire life um but it's known that okay. like in his adulthood he'd often talk about uh all the true crime uh like texts he'd read he'd read very prolifically on uh shrunken heads and a lot of voodoo okay some voodoo stuff and it's known that timeline relating to uh when garage or sorry when uh mr gein was born or when he was born or well well edward gein was born in 1906 from the womb of his mother augusta gein oh augusta and he died in 1984. Uh, oh. He was apprehended in 1957, however, for his two crimes. It's he it's confirmed he killed two, but some believe he killed up to nine. Up to nine, really? Though wow. experts experts say that it was it was two, and there's even two. some speculation about. There's a lot of speculation which I'll get into, but the uh, entire thing about Edward Gein was that. It didn't quite seem like he was trying to hide what he was doing. No, now, how's that? Like I said, Ed Gein, he'd read a lot about true crime and all these weird things some people would do to bodies. And at, he, like we said, he's he's pretty shy. Ed Gein, the shop teacher, is a shy guy. But he, everyone thinks of him as harmless. He's a bit weird, a bit eccentric. But everyone in town knows him. He's the local handyman. You need a door made. You go ask Ed Gein. That sort of stuff, right? Ask Ed and Gein. Yeah. He he didn't have many friends, but he had a lot of acquaintances. And when he talked, well, to people, all he talked about, you know, word of mouth. That's number one. That's paramount, right? That's there paramount. was no Instagrams. You know, there's no Facebooks. It's good old you know word of mouth. And you hear about Ed Gein making doors for good old johnny down the road and you're thinking i think i need a door who can i call but but good old ed keen yeah and uh, some people would even ask him he was just a handyman some people would ask him like babysit their children even he was seen as a harmless little weird guy weird because whenever he had the chance all he talked about with people was all this true crime stuff he'd read and he'd often talk about these shrunken heads he he had and some people wouldn't believe him and like funnily enough um a friend of his that he went hunting with uh actually went to Gein's house to see the shrunken head mm-hmm. and actually saw it but what they didn't know at the time was that ed Gein had more than shrunken heads oh so let me set the stage uh i'll first begin by talking about his childhood and then going into the death of his uh family and then his killings. So Ed Gein, he, he was a weird kid. He was one of like two sons of George and Augusta Gein. And Augusta, she that's a powerful name. A very powerful name. I know when we were planning this podcast out. For, for a powerful woman, I'm sure. Augusta Wilhelmine Gein. And let's just say his childhood was not one filled with love. Uh, George was an alcoholic, couldn't keep a job, 
and he was not he was not a great father but augusta this powerful independent woman she she was you could say the breadwinner of the family she uh owned a she owned and ran a local grocery store in a nearby town before they moved oh. I, I, i'm not sure if it was in plainfield but it was in town i think and, yeah they moved around a few times because i know augusta was a very conservative woman oh yeah she was like fervent the, the she was the world. very religious uh she didn't like hussies and like women in the streets like tempting uh mm, her sons she she hated men she hated men and mm. since she was so religious um she had uh her sons she closed down the grocery store and she took moved the entire family into a large farm outside of plainfield in complete isolation and because yeah. of this um ed and his brother they'd and his, they'd only leave the farm to attend school. That's the mm. thing. His mom didn't want any of these any of these women getting their hands on him. She'd be preaching I the mean, Bible. Who can resist a, uh, an eight year old child? Who can resist a, a weird eight year old child? How could you resist? And <laughs> that's not that's not a good soundbite. That's who can no. resist an eight year old child? Henry, I. I... Not I good. worry for you. I worry. That's not good. Don't worry. No one's gonna. No one's gonna clip this. You know. No one's gonna. I mean, clip that. one of our two Ooh. viewers might. No. What are they gonna do with it? But let's. That's how we'll describe Edgar's child. It was very lonely and sad. He was shy, strange, and well, didn't really talk to anyone, apart from his mom, who just almost exclusively just read the Bible to them and tell them about everything wrong in the world. That's like kind of fun though. You know, some little light bedtime reading, but yeah, light bedtime reading the seven plagues. Mm hmm. So it's fun stuff. Yeah. So now here's what we'll say. So in, in 1940, Ed's father uh, ended up dying of heart failure because of his alcoholism. And it seems that, like, death sort of ran in Ed's family. Like, when Ed's father, George, was young, his entire family also died. Really? Yeah, George, his father's entire family died, and his father's the only one left. So Was it in a fire, right? Uh, or did I have that wrong? I think it was a landslide, or like a flash flood. It was a flash Something. flood. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, his father's family, they all died in a flash flood. And the death never really stopped there because after shortly after his father died in 1940, uh Henry's or Ed's brother Henry uh was was killed Great name. Henry, yeah. From one Henry to another. Let's hope you don't yeah. die uh of of due to an out of control fire. Oh. So, fire. on May 6th, 1944, Henry and Ed were, uh, like, they're burning away some, like, vegetation on their property. They're trying to clear it out a little, right? Mm. So they can use that land for farming. And the fire got out of hand. And 
eventually Ed couldn't find his brother. So uh, like what they did was they, uh, he went to the police and filed a missing person report and then they got a search party uh, to go yeah. and look for his brother and eventually they end up finding him. Now, I know you have a theory about his brother's accidental death. Well, what I've heard from um, a few other sources is that after he got the search party, uh, the police reported as saying that Ed basically led them directly to his brother, his brother's body and said, oh, there he is. As Wisconsinites and... say, they go, oh, oh. There he is. Oh, oh there he is. Yeah. So it was also a little fishy, if you ask me, a man where, you know, death runs in a family, but perhaps killers do too. Yeah. But you know like eventually you know police police didn't really say that they later they officially said it, it there was no foul play, right? Well maybe. But here's the thing. Maybe. Now that Gein and his mother were alone, um, some might say the reason why some people say Gein might have killed his brother was because his brother Henry really wasn't as receptive of their mother. But no. re- regardless of what uh, Henry's mother thought of him, uh, Augusta had a, a horrible stroke shortly after his death, and Gein would uh, had mm. to take care of him her full time, right? So... Uh, Shortly after, though, after the stroke and Gein taking care of her full time, she died in 1945. And this, so this is a span of five years, has lost his father, his brother, his brother, and then his mother. Most importantly, his mother. And it's quoted by saying that, uh, well, the author of a book, uh, Gein's biography, Deviant, wrote that he lost his only friend and true love. And he was absolutely alone in the world. Oh God! Now well, I kind of I'm kind of feeling bad for Mister Mister Gein right now. Yeah. Now he's all alone on this farm. He's earning money from odd jobs, and what he does, um, he's he like boards up all the rooms used by his mother, right, leaving them untouched. Really? And the funny thing is, he'd leave his mother's room untouched, completely as it is. But throughout the after this period, the entire house become more and more messy. Okay, so it sort of turned her room into like some kind of museum or shrine in a way. Yeah, I, I'd say it's sort of the memory of her, but not. I'm like, I'm sure his brother's room and his father's room weren't afforded the same treatment. No, they weren't. They weren't. Like uh the the writer's biography said, he only really liked his mother. And now here's the thing. Edward Gein, um the the shop teacher, everyone re- here's the thing. The student population loves a little bit of gossip. Ed Gein, he lives with his mom, you know? Oh, he's what, like, yeah. he's 30, 40, and he's still living with his mom. Like, that's kind of sad. Gross. And some some of the kids, uh, they, they laugh at him for it. They make fun of him. But the thing is, they feel they still feel bad. They feel bad. 
He's just out here caring yeah. for his mother. You know, just good old nice Ed Gein. But here's the thing. Like I, I, looking at my notes right now, and it was around this time where he started to get into like all the stories I was telling you about with like cannibals and Nazi atrocities and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's around this time after his mother's death. Just so we a can bit say of light that this reading. is for, yeah, just a little bit of light reading, reading about Nazi atrocities. Sure. And now we're gonna fast forward about twelve years, and this is oh, the time so where we're jumping to fifty-seven. 19- 57. Okay. And just Ed Gein, he's all alone for 12 years. And what's he been doing? What's he been up to? He's just been working these odd jobs, hunting with some people. Sure. Uh, wor- he worked for the road crew, but he, he wasn't really oh, okay. doing much. No. He wasn't doing much. But um, in ni- 1957, uh, the owner of a hardware store in Plainfield, Bernice Warden, disappears. And people, like, originally people thought that, like, she was gone because deer hunting season. But after, right. uh, after, uh, day, right? yeah, like, it's like, oh, yeah, she's gone to go hunt for some deer. It looked like the car was gone. It was driven out at 930 sure. a.m. So people don't really think much Not of it until... Yeah, not too uncommon in Wisconsin. But then Bernice Warden's son comes into the store and finds a cash register open and blood on the floor. And here's the thing. So they look through the evidence. They they see that, uh, that Ed Gein had been the last person in the store before his mother's disappearance. Uh, there's like a sales slip for some antifreeze that Ed oh. Gein had to buy. And Just then... Yeah, just a little bit of antifreeze. And he was supposed to come back that morning. And with because of the suspicion, right? Because he was the last person to see her alive and there's blood. They arrest Gein. Now, now, after they arrest Gein, they go and search his farm to look for, uh, obviously, Warden, uh, good old Bernice Warden. And what they find is... Bernice Warden's decapitated body in a shed on Yeen's property. It's hung upside down by her legs, a crossbar at her ankles, and like ropes at her wrist, and her torso is dressed out like a deer. And she was shot by a 22 caliber. And here's the thing it doesn't end there because they found a lot of stuff here, okay? Found a lot of stuff. Um, they find a whole. They find whole human bones and fragments, a waste basket made of human skin. Interesting craftsmanship. They find human skin covering several chair seats. Some good old home, like home upholstery. Skulls on his bedposts. Female skulls, with, like the tops taken off. Bowls from skulls. And here, here's where it gets. You think this is bad enough? But it gets worse. Now, he has a corset made from a female torso. He made leggings. uh, Some masks. And he has cut out vaginas. A belt made of female-female nipples. Noses. A a lampshade with a human face. No, no, no. no. Go back, go back. Oh, wait, no. He's got a what belt? 
a, a nipple belt. He has a nipple belt? Yeah, so... Um, How many nipples are on a belt? I, I'm i not sure, because they don't have photos of this for obvious reasons. Well, but that's not obvious to me. They, they have a nipple belt. Well, I want to. I, um, I mean, I'm intrigued. Like, it, is it was it just nipples attached to a regular belt? Is it only made of nipple? Like, I I've got a lot of questions. From what I understand, it was like nipples attached to the belt. Mm. That that's what I understand. And here's the thing: uh, we're not going to go too much into like what happened after his arrest because we're we're trying to make this high school analogy, right? Yeah, and, we don't care. about his time in the institution it's not 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 exciting you know yeah you can, you can find some true crime podcast for that we're talking about him as a shop teacher and here's the thing ed gein was trying to make a woman suit that's why he had all these bodies so right. it's known that he killed two two women mary hogan and bernice warden both of whom notably resembled his mother but the oh, question was where did big, he get all these other bodies big strong powerful woman and it, it's to ed gein later uh confessed that he would steal from uh cemeteries local cemeteries he only admitted to him from nine graves and he'd take oh, the God. body parts of these women most of whom because plainfield's not a big town he, wasn't there more much than nine everyone. well wasn't he only admitted to stealing from nine well, you know, do the math, Eddie. You know, you got more than nine body parts in your house, you know. I and, mean, like, think about a nipple belt. How many belts are on that, you know? Are there 18 only? You know, 20? Eight. Come on. 22? It's not adding up to me, Mr. Gein. But here's, here's what I'd say. Mr. Gein. I'd say he's more resourceful. He he does well with what he's got. That's what I'm going to say. As a shop, shop teacher, here's the thing. One thing he teaches the students is to never be wasteful. Try and use right. everything yeah. you have. Here's the thing. He didn't need to make a nipple belt. He didn't need to. No. But he okay. saw he had nipples, and he okay. made a belt out of it. He took right. out Gordon's like... heart. Because, I mean, what else? are You're going to leave the heart behind? What are you going to do with it? Leave it? Yeah, and like some of this is very interesting. Like he had like a window shade and on the drawstring he put a pair of nipples or lips, not nipples, lips. Pair of lips. Did he kiss so, like, him? No. Here's the thing. Think Ed he gave Gein, him a little switch? I don't want to say that Ed Gein is an incel. Okay. But he never he didn't get any sexual gratification. Like he never had sex with the bodies or did anything sexual. Even though he, he had never had sex? I would say he hasn't. I'd say no. Ed Gein, this this old shop teacher, doesn't have sex. No. No. But that's just because it, it's not what brings him joy. You know, mm-hmm. woodworking and craftsmanship, that's his passion. And that's what he wants to do, right? It's his passion. And here's that's the thing. What, I mean, that's, what, that's what gets him up in the morning. That's the last thing he's thinking about before he goes to bed. On his with his bone bed, his um, bone bed. That's what he's. That's what he's about. You know. Yeah, I with bet his human he face. Himself. He's got leather blankets, 
made of people. You know, here's the thing. That's just, like his uh, mom. He's a self-made man. Self-made he's independent. man. Couldn't have, you know, that's the thing. He's got a steady like, job. The students, he's they helping, might, they might make fun of him. He's helping yeah. the youth. Like they might make fun of him, but like the one thing that everyone in True Crime High can't deny, good rhyming, is that you know what? He might be weird. He might be into some weird shit. But here's the thing: at the end of the day, he gets the job done. He gets the job. He done. does. He does the odd works here and there. He's a nice guy. That's the thing. Ed Gein. Everyone just knew him as that nice, weird guy. He was known for being very cooperative in uh, his interviews. Stand up guy. Stand up guy. Like that's the thing. Like I he he'd make a great shop teacher. That's all I'm saying. True crime high, if you need anyone to like make you a table, why would you go ask some guy named you wouldn't go ask Gary Ridgeway to make you a table, right? You wouldn't no. ask maybe, uh, maybe paint your car. Yeah, you paint your car, but like Ed Gein, if you need someone done, you need someone made, you go to him. I, I don't think there's a lot of explaining in Dukes. I think it speaks for itself. You know, I think you've really summed up. I mean, obviously, we could talk about Ridgeway and Gein all day. But, you know, in our little true crime high, you know, we got the mm-hmm. jock. We got the shop changer. You know, maybe they have, might have had a friendship. Some yeah, kind of, like, you know, student-teacher bond. They could have gone hunting. And they could Ed Gein went hunt- hunting with kids. That's super cool. Yeah, he's, he's a father figure. With Ed Gein. Yeah, he could show Not you his blue. shrunken heads after. I'd love to see his shrunken heads. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's the thing. True oh, Crime yeah. High is a place for everyone. Absolutely. You just gotta wow. make the cut. You just gotta make the cut, you know, so... I'm sure we'll revisit this bit eventually, you know, talk about some other, maybe some more well-known, maybe some niche characters. Niche, yeah. But, you know, I think eventually we'll come back, we'll visit the halls again. What, what, what would the, uh, the the colors be for, for True Crime High? Now, I'm thinking that we get a little bit of red in there. Well, God, I, know, I, I know, I know, I know. We need a little bit of red, um, some gray. Gray, like some okay. Gray, red, gray, white. Red, gray, white. Okay, I kind of like that. You know, we can get a logo going, a mascot. A logo. Maybe some Latin, you know, little motto, maybe. Yeah. I, th- I, think, okay. I think we're onto something here. I think we're onto something. I think we've hit the jackpot. This will be our big break, you know? Mm-hmm. I think this is it. Yeah, um, it's a bit I of a we long one. Early now. Well, we're we like can. at our usual time, an hour, an hour ish. You know, like you said, if we had time, like I skipped over so much about Ed Gein. Mm, yeah, man, is interesting. I was gonna say something that I realized I shouldn't call Ed Gein that. Man's be wildin'. Man's be wildin'. As some Toronto folk might say. But yeah, now that we're reaching the end of our podcast, uh, we'd just like to thank our three listeners 
for uh, listening. Maybe this week we'll have four. For now they're Maybe on Spotify, four. you know. It's it's the options are are, are unlimited, right? You know. Ariana Grande might be listening right now. Ariana Grande is is listening right now. They're white toes. Hey, Ariana, listen. Show me your toes. <laughs> oh God. Go to me. Please. Send me a pic. All right. Yeah, share this with your friends, and uh, we'll see you hopefully not in three weeks. Hopefully next week. Hopefully next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye.